Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to The Cindy Cochran Show, and it's beautiful outside. Thank you, God, for this day and all the days that we've had before. It's been, it's been so nice. And in the mornings, if you had something you had to do, that was the time to do them. Because in about two hours, all of a sudden came up, and uh, it, was, uh, it was hot again. But it was, it was like the feeling, this is what fall's going to be like. It's going to be so much fun. And um, so I hope you get out early in the morning and enjoy this. I think we have warmer weather coming up later on, but today is beautiful. The clouds have been so huge and it shows you like kind of the depth and the width and everything of the of where we live, and especially here in Montgomery County. And uh, I live in Willis. I love Willis. There's a lot of, you can see a lot of sky in Willis and at night and the stars and all that. It's really cool. But I'm not, I don't want to tempt you to move to Willis. Please don't. Stay where you are. But um, anyway, I watched the Queen's funeral. I hope some of you got to watch that. That was amazing. I mean, it was, I mean, people were lined up like 30 deep along the sides of the road. And they were throwing flowers and throwing flowers at the, I know if, if they don't explain that, you think, what are they doing? That's so disrespectful. But that's how they respect them. I guess if you saw Diana's, um, Princess Diana's funeral, you saw them throwing the flowers and all that. That's, that's a sign of respect. And that's the closest they can get to handing her flower. So anyway, I, I was watching all this and way too much. And I was watching the the soldiers drove me crazy. Those hats that they have on, and the big, you know, furry hats down to here. And I'm going, if you had to run after the enemy, I just I, that's not the hat to wear. I just don't think that's the hat to wear. But anyway, but they were walking and walking and walking and walking. I can't believe how far they had to walk in that procession. And uh, so the people are throwing the flowers, and the people and these soldiers are walking. This is the uh, Queen's Guard. And uh, they're walking along, and I'm watching. And all of a sudden, I look down, and my ADD totally took over. Because I look down, and, and I'm like, what's on the bottom of that soldier's boot? And it was white. And I went, good grief, that looks like it's toilet paper on the bottom of his boot. That can't... Oh, he probably stepped on one of those white flowers and caught it on the bottom of his boot. And he had to walk. He can't. He couldn't stop and go. Wait, guys! I think I have something that looks like a toilet paper on my boot. But it was. It was like. And then I started thinking about that. And I was so sad and been crying all the way up to that point. And then that gave me some comic relief. But anyway, I felt. I felt so sorry for him. And I hope no one else knows to except me in Willis, Texas. So anyway, so I. I've, found out that uh, I was always watching the news, always watching the news, and they had a video of a guy, and well, you know, as they start that, this is gonna be very disturbing, so I'm giving you a warning, and that's all I need, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch this, because I, you know, I gotta see what's disturbing. And this guy got mad in McDonald's, and he was mad because this girl rejected him, and he went over to his backpack and pulled out an ax, and he starts hitting, and chopping up everything and when you and you feel like oh no he's not getting ready to hit somebody with that and uh so that they they wrestled him got got the police there and the police came in and, and took him away and he said I wasn't going to chop up any people I just want I just was mad and so I got my axe out and did that he was released two hours later released two hours later what are you thinking I just I don't understand that at all. I just don't get it. But 
luckily we don't have to have that happen. It's, it would never happen in Willis or Conroe or anything like that. We are, you know, it's always it's always so safe here. No, it's glass. <laughs> no, it is. I love our our first responders. I always give them much credit and much. We love you so much, and I always tell them that God loves you even more, and that's what's so cool, is that uh, that we are we are protected. But I I think that it's something that's that's going on, and we see these snippets of it, and we go like, uh, I hope I hope our administration is not doing this, and and uh, they're going to keep these guys off the streets. Anyway, so that's my uh, political stand and soapbox for right now. But I have got. Great news because the I think ladies Bible classes are alive and well in uh, Conroe and Willis and all around Montgomery County. There's so many churches, and I decided I'm going to go try and find all the people that all the ladies that you know are organizing or teaching and, and putting together ladies Bible classes. Because I remember when I was real little, being not drug. I wasn't drugged to classes. I was just like. Come on, Cindy, we're going to Bible class, ladies' Bible class. And I stayed in the nursery most of the time, but I remember those Bible classes in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now today. And they still have ladies' Bible classes. And I think it's just amazing. So uh, I went over to the West Conroe Baptist Church. It's a very large church. It's beautiful. My goodness, it's beautiful. And it's right down from where I go to church at, at uh Conroe Church of Christ, and I we always pass by them, and we're I think we're hurrying to the restaurants at the same time that they are after Sunday, but um, and trying to compete that way, but that's the only way we compete. Uh, anyway, I just I thought I'm going to go up there and I'm going to find out what they're doing with Ladies Bible Class, and they said, well, you got to talk to Tammy Shields, she's like uh, in charge of all that, and she puts it all together, and I talked to Tammy to light so sweet and she better be you know I think that's one of the requirements you got to be sweet but anyway she's with me today and sitting right across from me right there Tammy thank you so much for being here and if you'll get up there to that mic and and just eat the mic do you know what eat the mic means okay (laughs) okay good you've been on stage a lot then yeah um because I'm just I'm like right on top of it and I know that uh, sometimes I'll have guests that think oh I can talk loud enough I can project don't worry about me and I'm like I think these mics you got to be pretty close but anyway I am so happy and honored that you're here with me today and uh, I appreciate it and you've got a big task in front of you don't you we do yeah so um, I've been the women's ministry coordinator there officially since June 1st Um, I did it kind of as a volunteer role in in addition to some other responsibilities since um, 2020 Mm-hmm. And of course, we definitely saw how um, everything in the church changed in 2020. Um, but we continued doing Bible studies through that time. We just used Zoom and other avenues. So oh, you did? You Zoomed your we classes? Did. We did. I love zoomed, it. We Zoomed our what we call life groups, which is our Sunday morning Sunday right. school classes. Uh, we Zoomed our services for a while. We still live stream our services. Um, but yeah, some of our ladies' Bible studies actually met through Zoom and Facebook Live and and continued on. Um, I'm telling you, the the thing I kept um, texting everybody, because while while they're doing live stream, you can text and say, you know, what's going on, what you feel like. And uh, I I just want to hug somebody there. I just, I miss the hugs and all that because they were a hugging, you know, such a hugging church. And then when I got there and everybody had, we had the mask on for so long and everybody was sitting so far apart. I would just go virtual hug. And it was, that's about, you know, what we could do. But now it's like, okay, it's been so much fun. And, and I had had surgery and I wanted to walk up those steps again, up uh, to the balcony. Mm. We always sat in the balcony. And I just, I thought if I can walk up those steps, I know everything's going to be okay and everything's fine. And, and so I think that it's, you know, churches, I grew up in the church and grew up in church and, and going every Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. And uh, so it's, it's so good to see so many churches that are, that are certainly catering, not catering, but I mean, taking care of the women and having classes for the women, because I, I realized how important it was for the women to get together and, and be able to understand what, you know, what the problems, the pressures and all that 
uh, are like. And I'm, I've seen you have a list of so many different classes that you offer women. Can you give me some of those classes? Yeah. So, I mean, Bible study is about studying God's word, but it's also just doing life together. And I I think that's one of the things we missed out on during the COVID uh, months or years or however long it's been now. Um, But yeah, so we have many different options. Um, We have a Monday morning group. Well, to, to back up a little bit, we have one study that we do each semester that we try to do in multiple locations. And so our study that we're doing this semester is called Encountering God, and it's on the spiritual disciplines, um, and it's by Kelly Mentors, the author. And so we offer that in a home on Monday mornings. We offer it at our church on Wednesday nights, and we offer it at our church on Friday mornings. So all three different teachers, all three different women that participate. Um, So we kind of do that one, one semester, one a semester, a study that we do in multiple locations. Um, We also, on Wednesday nights, is kind of, we have our kids' worship arts program, so we try to offer different Bible studies alongside of that. And so we also are offering a study on Amos by Jennifer Rothschild on Wednesday nights as well. And then we have a Tuesday morning group um, that goes through different books together. It's primarily older ladies, but not not always. I was just getting ready to open my mouth and say, oh, Tuesday mornings, that's what I remember. And yeah. it's for older ladies, that's where I'd go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just older ladies, predominantly. <laughs> They're doing a study called Stunned by Grace right now. Oh, man. And then we I have a, a group on Thursday mornings um, that are doing a chronological walk through the Bible. And that started out, that group's been meeting like 18 years. And it started wow. out as a women's Bible study, and then some of the husbands were like, we want to come. And so there's actually a few men that attend that um, that women's Bible study now. We don't call it women's <laughs> Bible study because there are some men there, but um, there's that. And then one of the things we're super excited about in January of this year, we started um, a program called Mom to Mom, which is a Bible study for young moms. Mm-hmm. And so they meet every Friday morning, and it's um, it's kind of mentor-driven. We, have, um, we do different activities, different teachings, and then the, the moms are assigned to a, a mentor mom or an older mom that can kind of lead discussion and help them through um, life, life that they're going through at that yes. point. And so those are just, that's what we have going on right now. They change every semester. We did a couple during the summer, this this past summer, not knowing what that would look like if people would want to participate in a summer study with busy schedules. Um, I actually offered one in my home on marriage, and we had 10 ladies that regularly came to that. Oh, that's awesome. And then we did a couple of studies um, on Revelation, and those are still going on. They started in June, and and there's just so much content in Revelation that they weren't done at the end of the summer, so they've prolonged and are still going with their studies. That's a tackle. Yes, so lots of opportunities. There there are, my goodness, and I think that uh, it was always always one day it was like on Tuesdays and that's what because they didn't want to because we went to church at Wednesday nights and so they're going to have Tuesdays and so it was always on Tuesdays that they had that and I just thought everybody in the world must do Tuesdays ladies Bible class and start finding out well so many women went to work Mm -hmm. and so they had to do something different and do a night different you know night it was just strange it said like okay we're going to have ladies Bible class at night and I thought wow is that biblical or is that okay? And <laughs> it's not Tuesday mornings. <laughs> it's not Tuesday morning. And so I think it was um, it was great because there became such so much flexibility with it and all that. And it's funny that you said that men came in to wanted to, to hear about it because I think sometimes the women's classes may sound more interesting than yes. what they were gonna study, but I I used to do um, I go around and do uh, speak public speaking in different churches and it was always about the you know like how to build yourself up and it was during the 70s when a lot of the Mm self-help you know books were out and all that and a lot of those self-helps were coming from the bible a lot of the you know things that they were asking people to think about so i would i started uh going around to different churches different cities and things like that and did it was hungry. People were hungry for, I want to feel better. I want to be happy and all that. And it was all right there in the Bible. They just, they were thinking that this little fad that had happened, uh, the self-help type of things, you know, it's always been there. It's right under your nose. And so I remember going in and we had a, a big convention here in Houston um, for the Churches of Christ. And I, and I was speaking and normally men, 
do not come into women's, you know, like a class. That was, that was like, you know, you don't do that. That's and so I'm sitting there talking, and the and the guys, some men start coming in. They look like elders, and so they start coming in and standing against the wall. And I'm going like, am I supposed to stop? <laughs> do I not keep on speaking or what? Now this was in the early 70s, and um, so it was funny because there the women were were extremely hungry for you know for this kind of of uh, feeling that they were trying to get but i kept introducing them back to you got this bible has had all of this stuff all this time and what men have done is they've taken it and put it in a, in a way and they got this fad started and this thing about how to how to feel good about yourself how to have confidence and all that and it was always it's always been there and my mom helped teach me like you you must believe in you know in god and he created you and that there's no one above or below you yet we're all we're all the same we've been created the same and it was that was mind-blowing for me Mm -hmm. and i remember that kept thinking about that and thinking about that and and i thought so many women that i would go speak to really had such a you know felt subservient to so many people and it was like you need to serve and you need never to feel like you're above anyone that you couldn't, you know, wash their feet or whatever. Right. But, but that God wants you to, the more you give, like Jesus would, what he did, and then God wants you to be uplifting other people and then your own self is uplifted. But it was, it was a strange time because of the confusion I, I encountered with a lot of women who were feeling so bad about themselves. And when you told them, these things that the Bible has already said, but it was coming out of a woman. It said, you know, like men will tell us stuff like that, but when we have women speaking, that that mm. means something different because we know you understand and you've been through it. And I think this is what ladies' Bible classes are kind of like all about. Yeah. Well, there's just so much confusion in the world right now. I mean, the Bible is where our absolute truth is. Exactly. And, and people are searching for that. And, and I hope that we're even pulling women in that, maybe don't yet have a relationship with God and are just seeking and looking and they come to a place where there's women that are like them and that can be a safe place that they can explore what they believe. And hopefully in that exploration, we're able to lead them to Jesus through his word. Well, I think that that's what is, is so amazing. And people are becoming so skeptical about everything, you know, right now. And so to get them to believe and to understand that what you're, what you're trying to give them and say is so this is life changing mm-hmm. and and you know this isn't what I think this is what God thinks or what Jesus thinks and said and it's not something that we're we're trying to push on you we want you to come to it you know your own realization yeah. of it it's not our words <laughs> it's exactly yeah. exactly right and I think that and a lot of times women are afraid to walk in that door the first time and to put that on and I keep saying that because a lot of times men won't men it seems like there are more women that go and to church and they're more apt to have to take the kids and and that kind of thing and so they're trying to do that and then they need that support when they come to church when women also live in the comparison trap so walking into a room especially if you don't know the people that you're walking into is intimidating and I don't feel like men deal with that quite as much they can just walk into whatever and be themselves and I don't know not a man but I definitely (laughs) don't think that the comparison trap is there quite as much for men as it is for women well am I going to wear the right thing and do I have the right stuff on do I have the right answers to the questions in my book Uh, yeah I'm not going to know how to look up the 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 chapter the verse and all that stuff and I think that intimidates Mm -hmm. you know women and they should never ever be because they will be so welcomed into right and then the majority of the churches that I've ever been to but but i I was the one who'd go up to the people. <laughs> if we walked in, I'd go up to the people and say, Hi, I'm Cindy Cochran. I'm from Connor. I'm just so happy to, to meet you. And this is the first time I've been to your church. And they went, and they go like, wait a minute. That's what I'm supposed to Wait, you're, no, you're saying what I'm supposed to be saying. <laughs> but it, it's funny. It's because they don't, they don't usually accept, expect people to do that. But I got mm-hmm. so tired of listening to people go like, well, I went to that church, and not one person came up and said one thing to me. I'm never going back to that church again. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because they did not make me feel comfortable or happy to be there. And all. And, and so I would 
when I would teach classes, I would say, this is what you what you're going to encounter. Mm. And you need to look at the person that walks in and kind of stands back and and then go up and say hi to them or give them a hug or something. Don't don't leave those people standing around. Yeah. And that's and that's something that I, I think we're, we don't know if they've been coming here five years and right. we've been here two years and I still had not said hi to them. Right. And you're embarrassed. Yeah, that's the other side of my job as I stand in the foyer and welcome guests and help there them get go. connected and and sometimes you know it is oh wait I've been going they've been going here longer <laughs> than I have and um, but usually and when somebody walks in and they look confused or lost you can yes. figure out that they're there for the first time but that's one of the things that is often said we discussed that at our staff meeting this morning that when visitors come that they're bombarded with people and they leave there feeling welcomed and at home and right um, so that's so important in the church because you know, there's there's churches on every corner. You know, in the Bible Belt that we live in. And, oh man, and, there um, are. You know, if they, if you don't if you don't come in and number one hear the inerrancy of the Word of God taught, and number two feel welcomed, there's another church on the next corner that you can try out next Sunday. In that the church, so, yeah, don't give up. Don't right. don't we, give up. Everybody and and you know, it's like finding a house that becomes a feels like a home when you walk in. You're like, I could live here. I could. I could. Yep. I can, could live here. Can do life here. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And I think that's what. You know, I think I think churches are, are I'm sure trying to make sure that that's how they seem when I mean how they are with people coming in, and it's it is so important. And even I remember uh, when they start sending people out to the parking lot. <laughs> as soon as a person gets out of the church out of the car, let them know they're happy to be here, yeah. and not that there's signs coming. now. You can hold signs up. <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I I love that, and I think that it's. Uh, it's so it's so comforting to me to talk to more churches and see all everybody is what they're doing uh do y'all do y'all do things there are things that you do in the community that you're I'm sure you are you're doing a lot yeah of so our two big things that we do community-wide are first in June we do something called cross Conroe so we speak uh, we serve for a whole week um within Conroe um spreading the gospel through service projects so we um do random acts of kindness. We'll go into laundromats and pay for, pay for people's laundry. We'll go to HEB and pay for people's groceries. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we do medical dental clinics at some of our homeless shelters. Um, we do neighborhood block parties where free food, just come and be and work on homes of um, underprivileged people in the community. So it's just a week long, all day and night activity. So that's kind of one of the things we're known for, and then our other thing is Bethlehem City. Um, I'm that sure that is what you I want have, you to talk about. Yes, yeah. I'm sure you have been affected by that if you're uh, at church across the street from us. Right. So for eight nights in December, the right. first two weekends in December, we do a drive-through nativity, um, and we thousands of people. I think it was over six thousand people came through last year over eight mm. nights. We have to turn people away because oh. uh, we have to go home at some point. But um, <laughs> it's it's a fabulous. Um, event you, they people line up down Longmire Road starting at like 4:30. Gates open at 6:30, and it is just a fabulous drive-through event. We serve hot chocolate and candy canes and and candy canes. Yeah, and so um, it's something that families come every year. We have people come from hours away just to drive through Bethlehem City every year. So that's the the first two weekends of December this year. Well, that is that is a project to have it is that, hundreds it, of people every night oh my word uh, because when i had uh another church i was doing production for and and we flew to a place that had the bethlehem it y'all hadn't had it y'all's yet and so they wanted to see how they did it what it took and all that so we went and visited that and went through that and it was just so so amazing i mean you really feel like you've just stepped back in time yes. and uh and then we start talking to them about all the, what are the pitfalls? What are the things that you have to look for and all that? And they came back and kind of, I was numb going, I don't know if we can handle all that. <laughs> they said, that is a project yes. that you're going to probably have to have two or three churches come together yes. to do. And you and guys do, are doing yeah, it. Yeah, we do a huge auction in August of each year. And it, it takes about $80,000 a year to put it on between 
lights and speakers and oh. animals to rent a camel. You would not believe what it costs to rent a camel. Um, so, oh, tell yes, us. What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like $1,200 a day to oh, rent a camel. What? Yeah. So and they just stand there. They That's... just stand there. Yeah. So we've discussed whether we should like open a, you know, a camel farm or something and raise our own camels. Cause or I'd get one cut out of yeah. foam and have them stand in the background. That'd be fine. Yeah. We always say no. if money doesn't come through, we may have to get somebody to be the front and the back. So... <laughs> We haven't had to go to that yet. So. <laughs> that's the way to look down the road. I like yes, that. I yes, like that. Yes. Well, I think that that's going to be that's going to be so exciting. Now, that starts. Oh, let me first let's say your address. You are yes, eighteen fifty five Longmire Road. So that's right. at the corner of three thirty six and Longmire Road. Right. And it's December first through fourth. That's a Thursday through Sunday night, and then whatever. Ah. I don't know the dates. The next weekend, <laughs> Thursday through Sunday as well. That's yeah. So it so starts on December first. Two, week, two weekends. Two weekends. Mm-hmm. So you can't get like uh, reservations or anything. You just no, have to come. Just, it's, it's the first two hundred and fifty cars that go through. That go through. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, people start waiting. We do. The day people before? start wait. Well, not the day before, but four thirty. Four thirty. There'll be cars lined up in front of your church down Longmire Road, and oh. it's it's best to come the first. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because it just gets busier as the word gets out. Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll tell everybody at our church, they start proselyting this, the line. They go, yes. <laughs> we have security this line down is there. Not they for manage you. it well. So. <laughs> this line's it's not good. for you. Let them, that's going to be yes. uh, West Conroe Baptist yes. Church. And we always have just wonderful God stories that come out of that weekend. Many people come to Christ through that and and just, just miracles that happen um, sure. every weekend We just or every night we just share things that happened the night before that are just yeah. miracles of God. So. You know, it's a God thing. Yes. I yes. love, I love that. That's so good. Um, I think that event in and of itself, do y'all, how do you advertise that? I guess you don't have you to. Know, we don't have mouth. to. We do not have wow. to advertise it anymore. We have people call us asking if, if they can advertise it for us. And we, we say we don't need to spend money on advertising <laughs> because it's just word of mouth and yeah. history. Like I said, people come every year. We do Facebook. I mean, it's definitely put on our church Facebook page yeah. and shared. And um, But, yeah, we don't really have to do publicity. It, it just that is speaks and, for itself. <laughs> see, Richard, they don't have to do publicity. I think... Um, <laughs> We need to figure out how to, no, I don't think we have other room for it, but uh, no, that's, that's great. I'm so glad. I'm going to put a big smile on God's face that you, you guys are doing that. And we just, we have lots of great, exciting things going on. There's always something this past Sunday, we launched a Hispanic ministry at our church. That's right. Yeah. So we actually have a a church service. Um, We had 140 people in our first hispanic service in this your past first Sunday. one that's yes. amazing because yes. a lot of churches you know like we have 140 like on a day every week yes. yeah but yeah. that would be the first one right so that'll and be every sunday morning at 11 o'clock and we are just super excited about who's that. your minister so dr fernando abella um is our our minister to hispanic ministry and um then we have a worship team they do all their music in spanish and it's just it's fabulous oh that yes. is Oh, that's very yes. cool. So we're well, very I, I like the details that you guys have certainly come up with and, and take care of. Yes. So you're not going like, wait a minute, we've got those songs are in English. I don't think they're going to get this. No, the team that put this ministry together have been working on it for months. And it was just, we, we were just discussing how it was just, there wasn't a flaw. Like God showed up and did more <laughs> than we could ever hope or imagine. Right. And it was just, we just can't wait to see how it will continue to grow. Well, that's why you tell when you're doing the right thing. Yes. It's going to, it'll be a little smoother, a little bit. Yes. But uh, I think that in, in and around Conroe, now, are you, how are you advertising the Spanish service? Do you? Um, a lot of Facebook ads. Okay. Um, and then we just have brochures that people are passing out and they're walking into Hispanic businesses and passing out brochures and a lot of word of mouth as well. But, oh, that's um, good. Yeah. So that yeah. was just. Work, you know, word of mouth and Facebook ads and brochures brought 140 people. So. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that the uh, the thing that the uh, your English speaking, you know, group will want you to start having Spanish, you know, have classes in Sp- in Spanish, and they want you to teach Spanish, and they're going to want that. We actually have up. that. See, uh, there you do. go. I see. Yeah, we've so we've had a life group or a Sunday school class that's met um, a Hispanic one for several years now, and that one has just exploded before we even started the service this past Sunday. But we also have ESL classes that are offered um, English 
English, English as a second, second language. language on Wednesday nights. So, so that's perfect. Yes. And yeah. then they can go over to the English. They can if they want. Yes. But yeah. And then the uh, the ones that are learning Spanish, that's that's really good because that would be helpful for you know for everybody yes to learn that so yes. that i think that's great now that we have a, a couple of hispanics on staff um it, it's we're, we're hearing it in the office and i'm loving it because i'm picking up on oh wait i understand that word now <laughs> well i have to um i have to congratulate y'all that's just that's so wonderful and it's and it should make the our our whole you know the region here is being so comforted by the fact that we are strong in yes in religion and okay so the narrative has been that churches are dying and and that just drives me crazy because I, I, I hate to even hear people say that if they're looking at numbers you know and numbers have gone down during the pandemic and people were were forced out of their churches in the sense that did you know because we were, we couldn't worship there for so right for so long and it would just make me so mad. I, went, I wonder if God's mad about this. But Satan loved, I mean, mm -hmm. I think he loved that. And I think that he was um, probably really appreciative of that because people were laying in bed and, and watching the sermon, watching the service. And, and uh, to get them out of bed, uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law is a preacher, and he's saying, I don't know how we're going to get them. Yeah, people you got know. very comfortable doing church at home. Yes, you know, going like, well, if I can do this at home, then why, you know? Yeah. And and I know there are people that said, see, I've been telling you, you could do it at home. I don't know why y'all have but to But you miss that community church. and it gathering together. It is totally different. To worship, you know, yes. To watch, yeah, to watch that and you feel like um, you're being kept away from that. And uh, those guys that would go in and, and do the service so you'd have the streaming going, I was so proud of them but i could see tops of heads and i went wait a minute are y'all letting people i don't think you're supposed to be letting people in there. don't show the people's heads <laughs> somebody come get you but it was it, it, that was a strangest time for yes. me that has never happened in my lifetime or 70 years and so that was uh that was really strange yeah i was on our church's worship team there and then and i just remember us getting up there to live stream and singing to an empty yeah. house and our pastor <laughs> talking about how odd it was to get up there and preach to, to nobody the in the room. And, yes. You know. Let's see, that was, you do have to have that energy. It's just like actors on the stage yes. and you have to have that, you know, the blowback, not blowback, but, but the uh, comeback of energy from the audience is just amazing right. for you. Right. So I think that for people to keep that up and keep it going and all that is wonderful. Now, what about, um, do y'all do things like uh, go to Chops or go to uh, Lewis Park in, when they're feeding the, um, feeding the homeless? Uh, do you, are y'all in, involved in any of that stuff? Yeah, we partner with Over Under Fellowship. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they, um, they do job opportunities for homeless and and offer showers and food and, and oh, different great. services there. So we do partner with them. Our staff actually last um, Thanksgiving did a service project. We all went over there and, and served there. So we do partner with them. And then during that cross Conroe, we do, you know, a lot of ministry to, to homeless um, with the medical medical dental clinics and people that are just under insured or don't right. have insurance. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, what would we be, what would the United States be without churches? Because it's it's like uh, the big brouhaha about the, the Im immigrants coming over and going, being dropped off to a place. Uh, well, the first thing that people were panicked, like, I don't know what to do with all these, these uh, immigrants is they started calling the churches mm. and the churches came in and to the rescue yes. and, and brought them places to feed, to feed them and, and clothe them and all that. Yeah. The church being the church. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's what I think it's um, in a way it's kind of good. It's, it's like making them experience what they need to be doing. And it's, and it's like, Oh boy, there's something I can do. It's like, you know, being a black belt in karate and nobody picks on you. So you need to have that opportunity to be able to serve and to be able to, to help people and I think that's that certainly has given the people the opportunity but I think that if if we don't have that kind of heart to do that and I think America does I think America I don't care what you know what's happened and it could be very tragic and it could just be you know a, a wonderful exuberant feeling because something good has happened and pe brings people together that we do come together and we like that and when we have an opportunity like there's 
a wreck on the side and people will stop and get on what can I do to help they just want to help everybody just wants to help and uh and people have said have commented that Texas people are so so weird because they just want to help you and yeah. they and you don't need any help and they'll come up and just say you know can I help you do you need do you need anything and and I think they're going to do something to me, and it's just they want to help me. And I think we get, you know, the more you watch TV and the more you watch the news, you feel like if somebody's walking up to you and anything, be on your guard, yeah. yes, you know, back off, you know, yeah, or, or yeah. whatever. And I think that's that's what I love about, you know, you go to church and you feel real safe inside that that building because you feel like everybody here is here to love each other and all that but it's it's bringing that outside and having that same feeling for people that are outside and I think that we would um, try and do Wednesday nights where it's all you need to get outside we need to get outside and do something for somebody and and have that feeling and do what God has told us to do is uh, is to love and to help and serve and and it's just it's great but you go in and get strength when you go on Sundays or yeah. Wednesdays. You have or to be filled before you can pour out. That's yeah. exactly right. And yeah. some of and us I think get it's empty. easy when Hurricane Harvey's and things like that come around to get together and, you know, go to the rescue. But really, that's what the church should be every day, you know, every looking day. for the needs. And we were um, in our staff meeting this morning, we were discussing a, a Bible study called Experiencing God. And uh, it's an old study that's been redone by Henry Blackaby. And it talks about, you know, God is working all around us. And we're always trying to create our own programs that we think will work. But we need to find where God is already at work. And we need to join him there. Amen, sister. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is exactly right. Because we do... Uh, it's like the schools wait and get their they get their books from Austin, and you know we have to go through them and figure out wait a minute this isn't what you know I don't think the kids need to be you know reading this and right. studying this, and so we have to be always vigilant about that. But that but that what God has got right under our nose and what we can do with what He's already laid the groundwork for, and now you you guys take it from here, and yeah. so it's like what why are we Overthinking, yes. Overthinking, overthinking things, yes. and and go like it's so simple. And I I did a commercial one time where it was just Jesus loves me, and this this little kid is coloring, um, and and I and I said in the, in the commercial, what if it was just this simple, you know, that you just believe that Jesus loves you? What are you going to do with that? You have to. I see. I can't. <laughs> I'm so bad. I cry. At, but uh 7-eleven ads and stuff like that. <laughs> but no but we might have to talk about this it's very emotional to me but uh, i'm so excited about it. i'm just yeah. so happy that there are people like you and and your uh congregation and everybody just you can have to go back and thank them and give them all a hug from me and that's <laughs> you know that would be helpful but uh and and ours as well and and, and that's why i want to get out uh, beyond our borders of, mm-hmm. of where, where we are and, uh, and talk to other women and then what y'all are doing and what's going on. And, and that will excite other women like, thinking, well, I, I just, I didn't know that that was all going on. And I had all those opportunities and the, those people are looking for me, you know, yeah. and uh, I love that. I love that part of it. And that song, God, the reckless love of God oh, is just my a, favorite. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so there's I, no need for us to be isolated. There's not, not at we, all. We isolate ourselves, but there's there's so many opportunities around us. And oh. I'm in a I love Conroe Facebook group, and I if I think it's moms. I love Conroe moms Facebook, and it's often that young moms are in there saying, I, you know, I'm new to the area. I know nobody. I just need a friend. Oh and, yes, you know, and it's just like we have so many opportunities to right. reach out. We just have to take them. We have to acknowledge them as God opportunities that he's given us and not think, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. Stop and doing, you know, I've always said, I want the, the ministry of availability. You know, we get so busy there you yet. Go. There's things all around us that, that God's given us the opportunity to do, but we pass it by because we're so busy and I don't want to be so busy that I pass it by. Right. Know? Right. And, and you know, the, the thing is sometimes is it's really close to smiling. You know, you smile at everybody. Yes. And I hate that they've done this new movie called Smile, and it's horrible. It's a horrible I don't movie. know. It's, <laughs> but it's it's about just a smile is great. You yes. know, that breaks a lot of 
barriers down yes. when you come up and when you're in line getting groceries and the first thing that you say to the person is, is smile and ask them how they're doing a lot of times they don't have people even talking to them yeah. they just want to get them get out of there is all because they're having to pay such high prices but uh, <laughs> but anyway it, it's it's really difficult to to tell people you know it's a simple simple thing and yeah. if you just smile or if you just you know ask somebody how are you doing? I, I think our first responders that are in the stores or, you know, you see a police officer and there was a police officer in the elevator coming up here and, and telling them how much you I thank you for everything you do. Yes. He said, you what? Thank you for everything you do. Oh, it's like he just yeah. realized he had his uniform on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah. saying that. But I think that that's, you know, you can make people feel good all around you and and say sweet things like I say to Richard all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I there's do. hurting people all around us and we don't yes. we don't know what people are going no. through and we don't know what that smile may can do speak yeah. to them. And a, everybody has a backstory. I love, yeah. I love whenever you start talking to people and they get, they start telling you about what they've done and they're just so happy to have somebody to yeah. listen to them i'm notorious for saying what's your story i just yeah. want to hear your story right you know yeah. and they're so happy to tell you yeah. but i think that you are a great ambassador for this and to be able to come on and talk and seeing you were kind of you were just a little bit nervous <laughs> a little and, bit yeah how could but, you ever be nervous talking now I, I want people it's definitely something i'm passionate about so the nerves but, kind of you know yes. pass by when the yeah, conversation you, starts exactly <laughs> and you know more about this than i do and when you go like okay if she can do this i know i can do it okay <laughs> but i'm i'm just so happy that you're here and that you are taking care of all the ladies on the side of town it's great it's and i think privilege. we and and we all feel like we're partnered in in the love that we have of you know of our god and and jesus and so we have separate buildings and things like that and maybe separate ideologies from for you know a couple of things but the most important things that we have and the same is what we could always come together on yes. always it wouldn't make any difference and that's jesus that's right and we come help you you can help us yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine but i think that if you um if you go back and tell your women that uh well, you don't want to do that. I have to do that. <laughs> you are so lucky to have this woman <laughs> on your side in this, oh, in this church. And uh, and your pastor's name is? Dr. J. Gross. Dr. J. Gross? Okay. Gross, yes. Well, I, I, I first, at first, my first thought was going to be, I'm going to have the preachers of all the churches around here come on and, and, uh, and we'll talk yeah. about stuff. Yeah. And then um, I thought... Well, maybe, maybe maybe the women would be better, Cindy, instead of trying to, you don't want to get tied up and he got, <laughs> I don't know what that means. What verse is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I hadn't studied that yet. No, but it would be, it'd be fun just to have everybody talk and yeah. tell them. Because yeah. I, I had our preacher come on one time and said, okay, here's what I want you to talk about. What do we do with our loved ones that have passed on? How do we see them? How do we think about what they're doing at this time? And he goes, what? <laughs> he said, I thought we were going to talk about it's not good to steal or something. You want me to talk? But he says, Deep theology there. Yes, right. <laughs> I want you to comfort everybody that's lost a loved one. That's just, you know, to comfort them and let them know that everything's okay. And so he started on something and he was just like, that was pretty good. I might do a sermon on that. That was, I think I did really good on that one. But it was, it was great yeah. because it was something that, that people struggle with. Mm -hmm. And, and we feel always like the unknown. But I think your dad, my dad, would never want me to feel like there was an unknown. He'd mm -hmm. want me to know everything that he could tell me to comfort me and make me feel okay and everything would be okay. So I think God always put it in a, in a sense where we could understand if we understand family, then we understand him, mm. but we can't understand the love because he loves me more than my dad loved me, than my mom loved me. And, and I didn't think anybody could love me more than that. And they wouldn't think that either. You know, my, my mother said, you know, for him to give up his son, that was pretty good. He said, because she, I could never, I don't think I could ever do that. If somebody asked me to do that, mm. I couldn't do that. So I don't understand what that love is, but I'm sure glad he's got it. Yeah. And I think that when, you know, forgiveness is everything, and we want, we feel like we're, our sin's too big to forgive. Mm -hmm. Well, not. there's a lot of stories that you could go back and go, yeah. oh, well, I'd never killed that yeah. person to, you know, and that kind of thing. So I think that there's a lot that we can learn, and I, it's never ending. 
and we think you've learned it all. We haven't. No, nope. we'll be learning until the day he takes us home. Yeah. Well, he said you only know in part right now, yeah. but you're going to then know everything. Yeah. And that's going to be pretty mind-boggling. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about studying his word. I mean, you can open up right. the same scripture that you've studied Years a thousand ago. times, yeah. and the Holy Spirit shows you what you need to know mm -hmm. in that specific scripture for that specific day for that specific situation you're going through and and right. that's what I love about the word being active and living well there's always the second chance the hope the the things that God gives us all to, you know all of us and it's and to find that in the Bible I'm going to do a, a commercial saying what's in your Bible and have people you know, reading it and finding out things they didn't know was there. And at the end of it, go, what's in your Bible? And that is, that's really the truth is just going in and finding, yep. you know, what's in your Bible. And there's, it's all of life's the time answers. it's there. there. It's just, yep. in a, because he wouldn't have been so cruel to have said, only if you could read Arabic, then can you get this and you won't, you know, otherwise you won't understand it. But it's all right there on our, and I knew one day that, when he says, okay, open your Bibles into, and we're all going to put this. I still like, to hear, I still like to turn my pages. I still bring my paper Bible. I just lay behind me. She says, I will never do this. I will always do this. Cause they write too small on this thing. Anyways. <laughs> so she said, I said, I know, but that's, it's just so funny how everybody picks yes. up that. And it's just, it's like, that's so perfect. We're all yeah. got our technology up yeah. to, up to speed now. And I think that it's like when the lights, when they first started, using lights in the church it was a big deal and it was like should we do this should we use these electric lights are they we didn't say anything in the bible about electric lights i don't know if we can use these or not and so i i think we've come a long way baby yeah. since that and i think that the women have you know have been elevated to a point where god says you know women have got you know have got a lot of intelligence and you guys need to listen to them except when asking to eat an apple but i think that uh we just went over that story the other day about how men have never changed he threw a right under the bus but um but i think that it's it's so exciting because so many good things so many new things so many things have happened and the churches have become much more welcoming i think i think it's not as standoffish and as dogmatic in in most churches yeah. but uh i I think everyone, every woman should feel very comfortable in walking in to a church and this that's welcoming to you and your children and your husband. Yes. <laughs> he can come too. But I think that y'all got it. Yeah, well, the church it. is not dead. It is alive and active. Sure. And doing what the church is supposed to do. And, um, and you know, and if we need to, if things got really, really bad, we don't know what's, you know, the future holds, but we, we do know that, uh, we can go back to our houses and, uh, study in the, <laughs> our houses became a great gathering place they did, yeah. just like they used to be. And it's, and that's okay. But I, I agree. I think that God's, you know, God's going to take care of us. And, and if we will get out of the bed and put the coffee down and you get it when you come back <laughs> home, it'll be fine. Yes. And, uh, and we're teaching our children. I mean, we have sure. to, that, you know, if our, if we have small children in our home, we're teaching them what to make a priority and getting up on Sunday mornings. You know, we want that to be a priority in our homes versus getting comfortable and sitting on the couch and, and watching. So, I mean, yes. there, I know there's families that are still doing that just because it is easy. And I just, I don't know, anyone listening, I just want to encourage you just yeah. come back into the church. We're not judging you because yeah, we understand. No, well, our, we understand what, yes, what that means. It's just different. It's different to be able to worship with, with your people and with your church family beside you and sing together and hear the word together and. So Amen. come back. It's not too late. Amen. I love I love that. Uh, and those commercials, <coughs> churches are going like, come back. Come back to yes. the church. It's okay. Yes. We're, we're still here. We're still open. We're safe. Yes, <laughs> we're safe. Because we know there are so many people that are watch, do, do watch online and, and that have been scared about coming mm -hmm. in. And it may bring them in because they now they can see what the building and the walls kept them from seeing what was going on. And now the now that we have this kind of technology where we can show you. See, everybody's here. Nobody's going to bite. It's yeah. going to be it's And we're be thankful fun. for that technology because yeah. there are people that can't come back for various That's, reasons. Or we have shut in, you know, people that weren't able to come to begin with. And now we have that technology um, to be able to participate. So we're thankful for it. It has its place. I remember in the 80s, I got my first camera. And 
uh, that big old camera and you had to wear a belt you know, with a battery on it and it was horrible and um you shoot in vhs and and stuff and so i had this brilliant idea and i went to the elders and i said you know what we've got people sick at home and can't get to church and they just have to wait for somebody to come home and tell them what the church was about and we don't have any we didn't have any, any technology and i said i'll i'll shoot the preacher <laughs> they go what you'll videotape the preacher okay good you'll videotape the preacher and then you'll and we'll make up copies and we'll and we'll give them to the people who can't be there and they can watch it at home and they went well let's let's pray about that that's <laughs> and I went, so they they said okay the more they thought about it and yeah. you know kind of process it they said okay we'll do that and that was that was so funny to watch the first person to get a t- vhs of a service and I was shooting the people in the audience and, you know, and the preacher and all that, uh, how great that was. That was, they were so happy to be a part. They felt like they were kind of a part of the church. Yeah. So it was, it didn't realize how, how so ahead of its time it was, mm-hmm. but it was, it was then soon, you know, yes. technology took over and right. said, I got this. We can do this streaming. It's fine. Thank you, Cindy. Bye-bye. <laughs> and so, so it's, it's so it's so exciting. Uh, thank you for this first, our first interview where yes. we had you, and then we're going to be able to get, have uh, more ladies. And if you know, Good. if you know someone's of different churches, we won't, any church is welcome. We want you to be able to come here, except the church of Satan. I'm sorry that I have to make a disclaimer there. And I don't want to, re- I did want to reveal who would not be listening to this This series is going to be Satan himself. He'll be like, oh, come on. That's so that's so corny. Uh, yeah, uh, we know how much you love us. And so um, I wanted to put up on a sign one time. The preacher was putting signs up you know, on our front of the church. And I said, could we do one that says Satan doesn't want you to worship here? And he goes, no. And I went, why not? And he goes, I don't want to make Satan mad. And you know, let's, let's just let's, let's just not let's just teach with things you don't want to do because he's here. But not I don't want to make him mad. And I kept thinking. Why not? That wouldn't, they wouldn't let me do it. So, uh, I got to see it, say it now. Uh, anyway, I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all's church and what you're doing for yes. the community. And, and I just thank you so much for being here. Yes. I thank really you for do. having me. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, end this. I've got three more minutes. So I'm going to tell people what we got tomorrow and you'll be interested in this. We have, uh, three women. They're called the mama bears and they're running for the school board of CISD. Conroe Independent School District. I can't wait to talk to these women because it seems like they are like ready to make sure that nothing happens like you've seen on TV before, that that uh, that's all changed. They're running for a position one, two, and three, and they're slated as the mama bears. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have that tomorrow. So you guys be sure and tune in. And if you missed the first part of this uh, this show is all on YouTube. It's live and all that. And so you're, um, you're lucky because she, what she says is so good. And, and this church is exciting and you've got a lot to offer. So thank you so much. And uh, you guys, listen, you first responders out there, we love you. We love you. Love you. And we just told you already that God loves you even more than us. So we, we appreciate everything you're doing. You guys have a good day. It's beautiful outside. Get outside and go do something fun and call somebody you love. Bye-bye.